again, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Digging Deeper, the official podcast of ForConstructionPros.com and IronPros.com that focuses on all aspects of the construction industry. I'm Wayne Grayson. Today on Digging Deeper, we welcome in Jeff Jacobsmeyer to discuss Case Construction Equipment's latest product launch, the long-awaited, highly anticipated Minotaur DL550, a machine that is half dozer, half CTL. Now we first saw this machine in a concept phase just about five years ago at Con Expo. And since then, Case has put in a lot of time, effort, and development resources to refine and prove this machine capable of doing both large CTL loading tasks, but also real dozing as well. Now Jeff takes us through all of that and what went in to make this machine truly unique. Again, let's dig deeper with Jeff Jacobsmeyer on the Minotaur DL550. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today on Digging Deeper. Um, we really appreciate your time. We're really excited um, about about the the launch of, of this really unique, very interesting um, new machine category that Case is bringing to the market. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, to welcome you in and uh, thanks. How are you doing today? Oh, good. Thank you, Wayne. Glad to be here. No problem. So uh, jumping right in, um, I, th I think the most obvious question um, that I had right at the top is, you know, why is 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 Case, you know, launching the, the DL550 um, again, seemingly? So I, we, I, we've seen we've seen this machine um, in 2017 at Con Expo. We saw it again, uh, you know, in a very early pre prototype um, stage. We saw it again in 2020 um, as you guys were, were getting ready for like more of an official launch. But I, but I know that 2020, right after you launched it, literally in the days after this machine saw it's like official unveiling, um, a global pandemic started and, and, and a wrench was, was thrown into to the system. So yeah, a lot of folks are going to remember seeing this, maybe seeing this machine and hearing about it a couple of times. Um, so yeah, give us the story on what's been going on behind the scenes, um, with the DL 550 and, um, yeah, what, what happened, uh, right after that, that initial launch in, in 2020? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the official public launch of the Case Minotaur DL550. It's ready now. It's coming out. This is going to be an exciting week for us. You refer back to 2017 Con Expo, and it was more of a conceptual design at that time. You know, we wanted to get it in front of some people, find out if it's something that the public's looking for, if it can work in the operation. So the question at that time is, can we support a compact dozer loader? Um, a machine compact in size with the intention of being a powerful dozer and add the capacity of working as a loader, yet having the ability to operate skid steer type attachments. So we uh, worked to improve on that design. And as you notice, the very first prototype was a radial lift. And at 2020 Con Expo, we showed a vertical lift. So that's, once again, some of the things as we progress through time, we um, you know had a good following on the internet, what's Project Minotaur doing? And so... You know, we, we went to 2020 Con Expo. Um, once again, we turned the heads of customers. There was still a lot of talk, a lot of things going on. We noticed that we all also had turned the heads of competitors. Um, one of those things that uh, there's some other manufacturers entering into this same type of concept, and we noticed that had happened too. So it was kind of interesting. 2020, of course, had was very interesting Con Expo, as we all remember. Um, Minotaur still needed a little time for the official release and again, not making excuses, sourcing parts, at, you know, during the pandemic was a little tough. So it kind of slowed us down maybe in the progression 
of the building of the machine because, you know, we did good to have parts to build machines we were had running versus, uh, you know, a concept machine. So uh, continual customer input was still happening at that time. We were still putting on field test hours. Um, at that point, or right now, we've got over 10,000 hours of actual seat time in the machine running it for product validation. Um, we're closely approaching 12,000 hours um, with actually people in the seat running the machine in real world experiences. So that's, that's what's happened since 2020. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I, uh, you, you mentioned this earlier too, but, um, so this time with, with this official launch, um, can, can folks out there just expect to be able to go out and place an order? What, what are the kind of the, what are the, you know, the, the, the part shortage and the kind of everything else on the, uh, the supply chain and everything with demand for machines? Um, I guess this is really kind of a, a two part question because part of it has to do with the machine and part of it has to do just kind of with kind of what you guys are seeing on the manufacturing side and production side. Um, but, uh, this is the official launch of the machine. The, the machines will be hitting dealers soon. Yes. Or no. And then, yeah. Like what are your lead times on this machine looking like? Okay. Right now the we're planned to ship like next week, they're going to start hitting the dealers just as soon as possible. We're getting them off the line. We're going through some more testing on it because, you know, the first ones we want to make sure of the top quality for the customers back last spring, I want to say January, February ish our dealers place what they thought would be for next year's order. So the dealers have already placed a lot of orders. And I suspect, and I've seen evidence that a lot of these are already pre-sold to customers already coming in. So with that being said, I don't know, you know, if, if today you decided you wanted a Minotaur as far as the exact time frame, but I can tell you that the component availability is getting much better. It's gonna be, if you ordered one today, it's gonna be probably 2023 in all honesty, um, just by the time you know, we've, we built a whole new line in the factory. We're running it down a different line. So it's going to get, it has a special attention. And so availability of components, as we see, it's going to get better. So lead times are going to get shorter going into 2023, but it's, it's kind of a moving target right now, as we all know, with supply chain and things going on. So um, again, some of your dealers have already placed the order in, go visit with your dealers and see if they still have one available without a name on it. Be your best shot right now. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's great, though. That's that that sounds like, like you said, things are improving and, and moving. I think, you know, 2023, um, I think most people would expect that if they were just just now considering this machine. But um, uh, like we were talking about before, um, you know, the, the knowledge of the machine is is definitely out there in the market. People were, were already aware of it. Um, so, you know, following up on that, I think the second kind of big question here is is whether or not you guys made any changes to this machine in the time since you know con expo 2020 obviously between 17 and 20 a lot about that machine changed uh as you mentioned at the top so you know is there anything different um with the with this machine now i i one one big change is is the is the model name we've we've dropped the the b from the from the model name it's now just the dl550 but um what else about this machine is is different how is it improved yeah, the DL550, we dropped the B because this is a total new product line, uh, new product category. So we didn't need the B on that one because right now it's it's the Minotaur DL550 and it's the first of its kind. Um, you know, we've been working on this machine constantly, like I said, since 2020. Um, we've been working on the customer interface and technology of the machine. Refinement is the word I would probably use that describes the last two years. Uh, we make sure the customer's interface experience is positive. 
everything from the custom uh, electric over hydraulic adjustments on the machine control settings. For example, when you operate the Minotaur as a dozer, you're going to want a different response and a different feel than when you switch to a loader mode. So what we do is we actually have two separate settings on there. So as the operator uses it as a dozer, he switches over, he puts it into the ISO mode. Now the Minotaur is switched to the loader and you have all the operational characteristics built right in with that two different modes. It automatically remaps itself. It redoes the hydraulics. So now it actually transforms itself into a loader. So, you know, that's, that's a good example we've been working on as far as uh, another quick example is, for example, the, if you have the integrated uh, optional ripper, um, it gives you a little note in the dash that says, hey, make sure your ripper's up. You know, you'd hate for a guy to go driving across the parking lot. So it gives you these general reminders that, hey, so it's operator interface, get comfortable with it. Um, that's one thing we've been working on. Machine grade control, um, testing and validation. We want to get the performance to the specification that our operators like for finish grade and things like that. So we've been constantly working with that. We do a lot of work with Leica, and we have a lot of people that have put a lot of time in on this. And to get that final grade and final product that the customer is looking for. And we're doing all this while we're still logging on more machine durability hours every day, rain or shine, that front yard of the uh, of Wichita there at the factory, you're going to see uh, a Minotaur in action. So it's just we're constantly running these machines. Yeah, I, I wanted to follow up on, on one of the things that you mentioned there, because that's been one of this this kind of. Uh, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a hybrid interface or a morphing kind of inter interface that that you can kind of get in and switch between uh, loader and dozer mode, um, and and the machine. You know, it's 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 not just a control interface, right? There's there's all kinds of adjustments being made to feel and hydraulics. But I, I wanted to, could you dig in a little bit more on? The hydraulics end of that. I mean, you um, you, you mentioned that, that that the machine kind of actually goes in and, and it can actually kind of change the the feel or even like the 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 way that the hydraulics are, are actually working. Mm -hmm. how, how exactly sure. did you guys are are you guys doing that with with E over H? What we do is so when you get in there and you you're in the dozer mode, we have the exact same menu that we have on our 2050M. You can set the aggressiveness of the blade. You can accept the aggressiveness and the change of the transmission because we have 16 virtual gears in this. It runs just like a dozer. So you can set that. If, you, if you're going forward in fourth gear, but you want to back up in eighth gear, you can have that setting. So it's just, it's really based around what a, a compact dozer would do. Um, and, and that's what's nice is, is we've learned a lot from our larger dozer line. And we brought it down to that. So you get that dozer feel. Um, and again, when you go to switch to the... Um, to the ISO mode or you run in the loader mode, you want the machine to perform a little differently and act a little differently. Now you're going to have um, a different flow coming out the front for, to run auxiliary hydraulics. You can get up to 41 gallons per minute. So it's, it's all in transforming the machine for its application. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty neat the way it's all remaps. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of a nice design that we have to, to do two things with, with one machine. Yeah. And, and you also brought up uh, m machine control. I know that, you know, um, you know, there, there are other kind of features that I feel like stole the show um, the last time around that we're that we're definitely going to uh, get into in just a bit here um, around the hardware of the machine. Um, but yeah, m machine control. Tell us a little bit more ab about that. Um, what you've heard from customers and the time, you know, since um, showing this machine off 
in 2020. Um, was was that something that you heard a lot from from the from the folks in the field um, as being you know this being a new machine category? It, it was definitely going to be like a, a process to kind of feel like what was uh, what, what the customers are trying to get out of this machine um, in terms of sure. where they'll use it, how they'll use it. But yeah, m- machine control. What what specifically did you hear? Have you heard in that nearly twelve thousand hours of of seat time? Um, and uh, where were some of the the priorities? And, and what can we expect to see out of machine control in this um, this first version of the machine? So with machine control, first of all, a lot of people are up ordering the machine without because it's fine without. But if you want to take it to the next level, to the to the next to what you can do for the customer you want to go with machine control. And we have Copilot, we have 2D, and we have 3D versions of machine control. And we've brought customers into the clinic and we intentionally had them run it for one day without any type of machine control. A lot of guys got along very, very well with it. So then a full day of running without, and then we put them on a machine control, a full day of running with machine control. And it brought the product to a new level. You know, we've, we ask our dealers, we require our dealers to be like a certified so that we can service the, the customer and we can keep things going. With the Leica, we've done lots and lots of testing with the Leica. You can buy this machine, universal machine control ready, and then you have a selection of either going with Leica, Topcon, or Trimble. So we want to make sure our customers, we have the answer for them, um, for their operations. Maybe they run one of different brands so we can supply that to them. And again, it's just been a learning Procedure, how does it work best? What's the best settings? Um, and at the launch, we're going to have several machines that are going to be equipped with that so uh, everybody can see what kind of uh, what difference it does make. Yeah, along those lines, you mentioned um, the, uh, that the that the customers were that a lot of customers are going to be just fine w- without it, but but there there's going to be some wh- which um which customers which applications really are um, looking for that that machine control because you know I, I think using this size of machine um, with machine control what are you know specifically those those types of jobs and applications that you 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 see that that guys are really excited about with this machine with with machine control on it. They're really excited about doing the fine grade, you know, getting that getting that job site to the exact spec they want. And what's nice about it is with machine control, even I can look like a good operator. You know, we've, we're kind of in short supply right now with operators and people being able to run dozers and and get the job done. So with machine control, you've you've taken the operator factor out. The machine is actually doing it for you. You're making less trips. You're saving time on the machine, saving fuel. So with all these combined, it seems like a machine control option is probably, you know, something that somebody wants to consider because of those reasons. It, um, it really, like I said before, it takes it to the next level. It, it really sets things up. Um, you've got some operators that are very confident. Maybe they do a lot of primary uh, type of dozing, maybe some clearing like that. They're probably not going to opt for the machine control. But for those, for the most part, we see quite a few of them going out the door, over half of them have got uh, orders on them that have some sort of machine control that's going to be plugged into it on the way out the door. Yeah. It also kind of seems like, you know, with this machine being so cost effective, right? Like it it being, you know, at the core um, uh, being developed up from uh, a CTL into this, into this compact dozer loader category, you know, versatility is obviously a, a bit at the heart, of this machine. And so, I mean, but, but correct me if I'm wrong, this is kind of, kind of what I'm hearing is that, is that with this machine in particular, 
there's like an element of cost effectiveness because you can, it is a Swiss army knife. You can use it uh, for, for more than one thing. And then it's that kind of, you know, adding machine control on top of it and making it fully capable, you know, it, it makes it even more cost effective with the fact that, you know, it, like you said, it takes the operator out of the equation. It makes even good operators more, more efficient. Does that, does that sound about right in terms of what you're hearing? That's absolutely right. That's the comments that have, that have been coming back from our, our, uh, Operators have been operating, uh, running it, and again, we've we've brought them into the Wichita plant to do it. We've taken machines out to the job site, so we had multiple operators step in the machine and use it. And that is the feedback. It's, it's just what you said. It's it's very positive when when machine control set up and uh, saves so much time. Um, I've I had an operator uh, just the other day mention that he had bid a job that he thought was going to take three days, and that's what he had put in. And he's been running the Minotaur for about a month. And he called me up and he was so excited. He said, Jeff, he says, um, I got that job done in less than a day. He said, the, with the quickness, the agility, the speed, he said, it just, it really shined for us. And um, it, was, it was quite amazing. Now, are these, um, you know, uh, typically, um, w- what types of job sites are you, are you seeing this on? I mean, residential, commercial, like, is it just in use on several different types? What, what is the, the typical job site that they're finding the most effective? I've seen it everything from uh, residential, uh, leveling pads for maybe houses, things like that. Um, I've seen it in the application where we're building a, actually a lake, uh, building the back levee um, as far as working that. I've seen it uh, primary uh, subgrade for a parking lot, for a hospital. We had it there one time. So there's just, right now, I've seen it in so many different uh, facets. And, but then the thing that is, customers keep telling us, hey, this would work good for this. For example, I had another customer say, I put up um, site, uh, to, uh, I prepare sites for um, windmill towers. He said, this is the perfect machine. I can roll in, I can do the primary uh, um, dozing, and then go ahead and get everything ready. The gravel truck gets there, put everything to grade, and it's all in one machine. So it's just, there's Right now, it's limitless from what I've been hearing from a lot of the customers of, of what this machine can do. So um, to pinpoint where it's going to go, mostly, I, I guess I don't have I don't have an answer right now because it seems to be fitting much more people, many more people than we thought. Yeah, that's great. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And, and I did before we got get into more of the philosophical questions or, or around kind of uh, the, the machine's purpose and everything. Let me say, redo that again because I accidentally muted myself. Um, I was going to say I lost you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was grabbing for stuff. Going, What's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, and and before you know, I, I do want to get into a little bit more of the the philosophical questions around the machine and, and its purpose and everything like that. But but, but before we do, I, I did want to mention um, you know one more. I think we've talked about you know obviously the the versatility of the machine in and of itself. We've talked about its ability to kind of switch between control schemes and, and the way that it does that. But one of the, 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 the really big kind of advantages of this machine is that it's not just a CTL with a dozer blade, right? There's been so much work done into the actual frame of this machine and the, the, the way that the, um, the hardware links up to the machine to, to make it as close to a real dozer as possible. Take us through those exact hardware components that, that make this machine not just a CTL with a dozer blade, but a true compact dozer. 
You know, right now going to market, um, we've got this new product category, compact dozer loader. So we're trying our best to get some degree of separation between even saying the words compact track loader to the compact dozer loader because there really there really are a lot of differences. Um, between the machines, um, you know, we've got a different chassis. We've got the patented C-frame design. We've got the six-way blade up front that that's used on our 650M. So it's using the exact same dozer blade that we use on our larger dozers. We've got this on the Minotaur. So I think of it more, and the more you run the machine and the more you're in it, it feels more like a dozer. Customers come back, say it's got the dozer feel. So with the way the, the C-frame pushes down low, we have it to where the loader arms don't take any of that forces. The loader arms are there. They lift the blade. They, they do nothing when it comes to the actual forces going forward to put that push power to that six-way dozer blade up front. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think of it more when you sit in it and run it, the more you operate it, it seems to come across more as a dozer than anything. Um, it's a dozer that all of a sudden happens to be able to transform to a sight loader that, um, you know, is, is second to none when it comes to loading trucks with the vertical lift design. It just really shines when it's on the job as as either. We didn't have to compromise performance for the dozer line or for the loader line. It does such a good job on both. That's what we're excited about. Yeah, with that, with that C-frame, I, I feel like that's the moment when, like when, when you're just talking about the machine, like you said, when you get in and it's a completely different um, experience, mm-hmm. but I feel like when you're just talking about the machine conceptually and I, and I experienced this at Con Expo, the moment where people's heads turned was the C-frame. Yes. Um, is, has that been the customer reaction to that? It's like, I don't know. I just feel like they get a lot more excited. Like, oh, you guys are at, you, you did get, because I, I think the uh, initial impression against it is is probably going to be, eh, you know, okay. Uh, uh, it's, you know, a, a skid with a, with a dozer blade. Great. I, I, I can do that if I want, but it's, it's a lot more than that. But yeah, like tell me, tell us about what the customer reaction to kind of like that C frame and, and how that affects the overall feel. Well, first you get the C-frame. You tell them how it works. Then when they push and they notice they can load that 96-inch blade just real easy, they notice that the machine is, is, is working better than it would if it was just a CTL with a blade on the front. There's With that parallel design, it's going right with the track frame. Um, that is where they feel the performance. Then the next question comes up as well. Is it really hard to take the C-frame off? And that's what the easy part is, is where all you have to do is with a couple buttons, you undo the hydraulics. And you take that C-frame off. So the versatility all of a sudden, like, oh, wow. You know, they can see the C-frame then. They can see how it all works. They can see the ruggedness and the built design that, you know, it's, it's going to last for many, many hours just because of that design. Um, you know, it's just pushing down low like that. There is no there is no other way to do it when it comes to a dozer. Um, and, and that's what we went to market with was the fact that it is a the proper angle, the proper design. You know, we learned it years ago. Uh, we built lots and lots of 550s and 450s. And then, you know, we've got the 650M now, and we're thinking, let's bring something in there that's a little bit smaller than the 650 with the compactness of design, but yet let's give it a flair of being able to do a loader and do it effectively. So we've taken all that technology and those what we've learned in the larger dozers and brought it into this compact design. So yeah, that's so far very well accepted from the customers and they love to see the way it works. 
you, you mentioned kind of their uh kind of the genesis of the idea. I was actually going to be my, my next question, but um, yeah, like it, it, it sounds kind of like, and that's actually the first time that I've heard the genesis of this machine kind of expressed that way, but looking at that dozer lineup and then, you know, wanting to offer a, maybe a smaller. So is the, would you say that that's how you guys started with this idea is like we, you, you didn't come at it from let's take a CTL and make it a dozer. You, you kind of came at it from here's our dozer lineup. We, we, we would like to offer something on the, on the smaller end, but what if we could do that and something else? Is that, a, is that an accurate description of that? Yes. Yeah. It, you know, the purpose of this machine was deliver the ability of multipurpose and, don't comp- and, and not compromise performance. So, yeah, if you can take what you know on the big side and, and bring the compactness up and what we know on the compact side, that, that was, you know, the marriage, I guess, of the idea and, and um, how we wanted to go to market with that for the design. You know, and you mentioned at the top, um, not surprisingly, there have been, a, there's, there's the, the machine generated a lot of buzz within, with customers, but, but also obviously with, with competitors. And there's been um, a few things released as of late that, that, that compete uh, or, or, or attempt to kind of like offer a similar type of functionality. But what would you guys kind of, what do you guys point out with the DL550 that really sets this machine apart from other similar or CTL dozing solutions on the market? You know, it, it goes back to the fact that we have the C-frame and that those loader arms are not taking, you're not putting any of the forces through there. With that being said, the machine control is going to work better because you've got that nice parallel link to the ground with the track frame. Um, you know, it's the main thing is it's not an afterthought. It was built in by design. It's not something that we're just sticking on the machine to make it work. Uh, sure, we, you know, you know, all things being equal here, we've tried that. It, it didn't work. So let's make something better. Let's put a C-frame design on and take again what we've got from the larger machines. And so that's that's kind of where it where it all developed. And and the more we operated, the more we ran it, the more we found out that hey, this is we've got something nobody else has. And it is we do have twenty nine patents on it right now, um, and we keep improving on some other things. And it's, it's, it's a one of a kind. There's, there's nothing else in the compact size like it uh, just because of, of the, the C-frame design. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about the dozing. We've talked a lot about switching between the two, but I, I, I don't want to in this conversation before we talk about the loader capability. I mean, you actually mentioned, uh, I haven't mentioned a couple of uh, folks that, that, you know, have, have, you know, they love the dozer. They're impressed by the, the dozing capability, but at the same time, what, what really knocks it out of the park for them is, is the fact that they can then, you know, unpin that C frame and do actual like real, like large loading jobs. So you still have the capability of a, of a very large uh, CTL on your hand. So yeah, let's focus a little bit on that loader, com- uh, you know, capability. Um, how, you know, Tell us about this machine and how it functions and how it feels and, and handles as, as a CTL. Well, what's neat about it is, is we've had customer feedback and this customer in particular had a, a dozer that was twice the size weighing around 32,000 pounds with a two yard bucket. And he made the comment, he said, with the agility and the strength and the dump height and everything associated with the Minotaur DL550 says, I can outwork that machine. He says, I can load the tallest dump trucks. You know, we have 140 inches 
of hinge pin height. So you can get into the tallest dump trucks. With a vertical reach, you can get over into the center of the dump truck. So that's another advantage. But, you know, a yard and a quarter bucket, 140 inches in the air. And what's nice about it, it's balanced. You don't feel like it's overloaded. You know, it depends if you, a lot of times we have a ripper option, but the machine is balanced both as a dozer and as a loader. And that's, that's some of the benefits we have with this design. Um, again, they, they were so very impressed, 114 horsepower engine. Uh, this particular customer was running with the steel tracks, the 14 inch grouser pad tracks, and he could get in, he could, he could just, he could load that bucket with ease. And it was some heavy digging is what he was doing. And, uh, it was preparing, he was actually digging a basement. So that's what, that's what come about. And it, it did a very, very good job as a loader. And he was very impressed. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, um, this machine, this, this really large CT, that's another kind of trend, right? That's, that's been happening alongside of using CTLs for, for more and more jobs. And, you know, it's probably the, the entry point as, as you guys were, were thinking about what's the, what's the best way to bring in a small dozer um, as complement to the lineup. But, um, you know, another uh, machine that you guys launched um, in the last year here was the, uh, the TV620B. It's a really big CTL. Um, Does this machine, have anything in common with a TV620B? And, you know, if so, how, you know, I, I know the, the Minotaur came first. Did the Minotaur kind of inform any of the development behind the TV620B? Do they have any kind of similar components? Um, tell us about that, that commonality. Sure. The, the TV620B, we introduced it, um, of course, late last year. We started shipping them early this year. You know, it basically, it shares the same drivetrain. Um, it has the same engine horsepower, pumps, loader arms, hydraulic motors. That's what they share, but that's basically about it. I mean, the chassis, for example, the Minotaur chassis, it has the cutouts for the C-frame. Um, with the Minotaur chassis, you have the option of being able to put on a ripper. And the chassis is actually designed for the integrated ripper. At the time of order, the customer has to decide, do you want a ripper? And we build the chassis totally different to that. Um, the electronics and some of the standard features are, are different on the Minotaur. Um, but uh, again, for example, it's just, it's the same maybe footprint, but that's about where it ends. Um, it's, it's a different machine. And that's why we kind of keep it a little, the Minotaur started this, the TV620B came out as a larger CTL, kind of its cousin, but uh, the Minotaur was the brainchild behind the size and framing of the of the larger CTL. Cool. Yeah, no, that absolutely, that absolutely makes sense. And I, and I think it's just a, it's a really neat uh, kind of illustration of, of how product development kind of uh, moves forward in this industry as kind of like one idea leads to the, to the next. And especially from taking what you learned uh, in the development of the Minotaur, which was, you know, uh, a lengthy process um, that you guys did a great job documenting uh, on the YouTube channel. If you guys have not seen all of the project Minotaur kind of development videos, those are, those are absolutely great. Um, but yeah, obviously learned a lot, as you said about this machine during its development and, and have been pleasantly surprised um, with, with, you know, the customer response and how they're planning on using it. Um, but, but along those lines within case, what is case's perspective on, um, on, you know, what, what do you, what do you think is really driving this trend toward larger or more powerful, um, compact tracklers? It just, it just feels like 
between between this machine um, uh, and, and the rest of kind of like the the growth of, of compact. Um, anytime you, you hear about like let's say like a like a backhoe being replaced with like a compact excavator, that is usually bookended with oh and a CTL. Um, so the CTL always kind of factors into these like, oh, I'm doing more with less or I'm, you know, but what do you think is kind of like behind this trend toward the growth of the CTL? And then is it, was it just inevitable that we would want larger and larger versions of it? I think you're right. Um, we're almost losing a little bit of the compactness with this, as big as these machines are getting, but customers are asking for versatility. They're asking for more hydraulic horsepower to go out the front. They want to run those cold planers. They want to run those mulchers and things like that. So with more horsepower going out the front, you have to have bigger power plants in there, bigger machines. Customers like the, uh, just like you said, if if they've made the transition to a, a compact uh, excavator, sometimes a compact track loader comes in, they have those bigger jobs where they've got to have that higher ROC, um, higher reach. So it, again, the, the compactness, we're, we're trying to say that word, but as we keep growing, and again, the, uh, the customers are wanting to get this done, you know, because with these larger machines, you know, sometimes with all the attachments you can put on it, you have less manpower these days, you can do more things. And uh, rather than stretch the limitations of a large frame loader, companies now are starting to develop these extra large frame, kind of like we've done with the, with the 620 and the Minotaur. So I think we're going to see things get bigger before they get smaller, but uh, for good reason. Again, people are wanting more performance and um, it's, and we're trying to deliver that just with all the, with all the horsepower that we have. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of the, the last thing that, that I'll, that I'll ask here along those lines is, um, you know, kind of, kind of moving forward with this machine, you know, you, you guys have, you're calling it a compact dozer loader. It doesn't, it's, it's not really obviously with the, the B dropping off from the initial stages to like this production machine. Um, and it just being the DL 550 now it is officially, in name and form uh, and everything else in its own kind of category of the compact dozer loader. Do you guys, is this the perfect size or are you, or, you know, and this is, this is the one machine that's going to sit in this category for you guys, or or do you guys hope to, you know, expand this category, you know, uh, larger or smaller? And if so, you know, what do you think is the natural direction to go larger or smaller, or do you still have a lot to learn on, on that front? Yes to all. Um, yeah, we have, so what we're doing is we're setting this up and we're wanting to get a few degrees of separation between the large CTL and the compact dozer loader. And as these machines go out, we're going to keep in constant contact, let's say for at least a year with the, with those that have bought it, um, asking how things are going. Cause we want to monitor this just as well. Cause it is a new, a new category for the industry. Nobody else has entered this before. So we want to be on the forefront of where are these machines going? Uh, how are they being used? What uh, what else do we need to change on it? So we'll base the information we get in probably the next year or 18 months after delivery to maybe make the decision on which way we need to go with the product. You know, do I see more Minotaurs? Probably so. Which direction? I'm not sure yet. So again, this is something that that is going to progress over time and we're going to learn a lot more and we want to make the right choice. And with the company being so customer centric, we're going to listen to the customers. We're going to let them decide. And then we will make the 
decision or make the move on what's next for the Minotaur. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I think too, one of, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong guys, but like, um, it, it seems like I, I know whenever this lot, the Minotaur name was kind of like the, the code name. Um, and it didn't look like maybe initially it was going to launch with like the actual, that being part of the name, but, but now with, with the, with the DL 550, I, I am, I am seeing more, it's called a, the Minotaur DL 550, which, which, uh, seems like, like you said, there might be more Minotaur machines. Um, and so another nice little signifier is that, is that correct? Like the, the Minotaur is actually part of the official, the official model yes. name for it. Yes. It's, it's the Minotaur DL 550. Uh, we've kind of differentiated by, again, calling it that name, giving that designation of DL 550. And the thing that is, is we've, we've painted the loader arms a darker color. And so when you're going down the highway and you look over, you can tell a Minotaur between any other CTL or any type of anything else we build out there because of the way it's, it's designed and painted. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, we're setting this segment apart. And uh, I think as customers start running the machine and start getting a feel for it, as soon as our dealers learn more about it, they're going to start understanding more what it's capable of and they will start marketing it a lot different than what they do their CTLs. So that's what we're looking forward to. And, and again, it's a, it's a brand, it's a product differentiation, Minotaur DL550. And it's finally here and ready to go. That's what I like about it. Awesome. I love it. I, I love the fact that that that's actually part of the, um, the official, uh, production name. Like I said, I, I agree. I, and I, 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 most people that I've talked to since first seeing it in 2017, that's, that's always what they call it is the, is the Minotaur. So that's great. Awesome. Well, well, Jeff, that was, um, that's everything I had for you, but, um, thank you so much again for, for joining us and, and taking us through, um, everything that we need to know about this new machine. Um, uh, is there anything else you want to add in, in terms of, um, how customers Customers can uh, who they need to get in touch with, or where they need to go uh, to get more information on this machine, and um, or, or go about you know talking to their dealer about it. Yeah, you know, for more information, be sure to contact your dealer. Um, go visit us at kce.com forward slash Minotaur. Um, we have a, lots of things coming on that here in the next few weeks. And uh, again, just ask questions, and uh, we'll be sure to get you an answer. All right, Jeff, thank you so much again. Appreciate it, man. All right. Anytime. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today on Digging Deeper. And thank you again to Jeff Jacobsmeyer of Case Construction Equipment for hopping on to discuss everything related to the new Minotaur DL550, half dozer and half CTL, a really, really unique and interesting machine. We really appreciate Jeff's time. If you want to learn more about this machine or dozers or CTLs in general, be sure to check out 4constructionpros.com and the all-new ironpros.com. Iron Pros is a brand new platform that we have built specifically around purchasing workwear, equipment, and technology for your construction industry needs. Again, if you need to research any type of purchase when it comes to the construction industry, check out ironpros.com and buy smarter. All right, guys, thank you so much again for listening to Digging Deeper. We'll see you in the next episode.